be a little recap about the past few episodes and an encouragement to you. I want you to know that this will be my last episode of season four. I'll be taking a break to prepare for my missions trip this month. And when I return, I'm praying that it's on YouTube, you guys. I've been trying to get that set up for a while now, and I'm really looking forward to starting season five on YouTube. And don't worry, it won't just be on YouTube. Um, It will also be audio as well, so you'll still be able to enjoy it on your favorite podcast platform as well as seeing my face every week on YouTube. So I think it'll be great. And just so you guys know, as a second year Bible college students, we are required to go on a mission trip before graduation. And Delton and I have been assigned to a domestic mission trip in Nashville, Tennessee. And with the most recent events going on there, I don't think we could go at a better time. So please be praying for us. I want to be really uh, focused and intentional about this trip. So that's why I won't be recording podcasts after this week until I get back. And I'm sure I'll have some fresh revelation, praise reports, and encouragement after that trip because I'm definitely expecting it to be life-changing. Let's get into this. You are now listening to the Be Unconventional podcast. Your number one resource for unconventionality. chapter 6 verse 10 and I'll read from the passion translation take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith I want to give you an example of that so my friend Shauna loves to cook and serve people and our Christmas gift from her was a delicious meal And it wasn't just a meal. She literally created an opportunity for us to enjoy each other and laugh and enjoy her food and receive the love of Jesus through her. That meal and that atmosphere, all of it came from her heart. And trust me, (laughs) we tasted every bit of the love that she has for us. So this episode is all about creating experiences for people to encounter Jesus. And honestly, you guys, that's what my whole life's theme is about. You know, whether it's through my podcast, my music, if I've ever given you an encouraging word. And if you're a really close friend, you've received correction from me by way of the Holy Spirit. But all of it was to create an opportunity for you to encounter Jesus. And at the end of the day, you know, I decided to partner with Holy Spirit and invite him into my creative process. So I started with the arts and then it just kind of, my yes to him just 
transferred to every area of my life. My whole heart is to make him known. To make him known, bring glory to his name. And that should be all of our hearts, right? If you're a believer listening to this podcast, there's a part of you that just wants to tell people how good God is in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I get that. And you, not only does the Bible tell us to take advantage of opportunities, but I believe that we should create those opportunities. Because your creativity isn't just for you. And as I've stated in previous episodes, whatever we create has to have a purpose. And if it came from God himself, the purpose is for his glory. People will literally marvel at how wonderful God is through something you created when you partner with Holy Spirit to create. And honestly, we learn this from Jesus. Everywhere he went, he created an opportunity for people to know him and his father who sent him. And as a matter of fact, he tells us in John uh, five nineteen. this is the New Living Translation. He says, it says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. And that should be our life. Whatever our father in heaven does, we should do. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said before he left, he said, you know what? All these things that you see in me do, greater works will you do. Greater works will we do. And so what are we doing? (laughs) You know, God is always moving. He's always doing. And so what are we emulating? Well, let that sit. And all throughout the book of John, actually, Jesus is speaking of the one who sent him. He's giving glory to the Father. And Jesus even said he didn't come on his own initiative. And it wasn't those words exactly, but in the Passion Translation, that's how it reads. And as uh, John chapter 7, verses 28 and 29. And it says, knowing all of this, Jesus one day preached boldly, and keyword boldly, in the temple courts. So you think you know me and where I come from? But you don't know the one who sent me, the Father, who is always faithful. I have not come simply on my own initiative. The Father has sent me here, and I know all about him, for I have come from his presence. Man, Jesus knew who he was. He knew who God was in him, and he boldly proclaimed it. And when we get to the point to where we can boldly proclaim who God is, who he is in us and who we are in him, he backs up everything. He backs up every claim. I remember this old Beyonce song when she said, um, she was actually talking about her ego. (laughs) And she said, I talk like this because I can back it up. Well, you know what? I do what I do because God can back me up. I talk like this because God's going to back up every claim that I make about him. He's going to prove himself. And Jesus knew that. So he created a way back to God. Jesus created an escape for us from hell. 
And ultimately, he created a blueprint by which we are privileged to live. Jesus created opportunities and took advantage of opportunities to make the Father known. And those of us who are in him, those of us who know him, we're supposed to make him known to those who don't. You know, as I think about the mission trip we're getting ready to take in just a couple of weeks, my heart is already filled with compassion for people who don't know him. And you know what? You can be a Christian and not know him. I know my husband like the back of my hand. He is such a predictable man. But I wouldn't have known that about him had I not spent time with him. Had I not studied him. Had I not had conversations with him. I wouldn't know him. And it's the same with our relationship with Jesus. You can be a Christian and not even know who he is. I can't tell you how long I was a Christian and didn't even know how deep his love was for me. I was a Christian for such such a long time and didn't even know how powerful I was in him. I had no idea. So when I think about the mission trip, I'm not just thinking about people who aren't saved. I'm thinking about people who are seeking people who may have grown up in church their whole lives, yet they don't know Jesus. And I just believe that God is going to use me, Delton, and the other students on our mission trip in a way that people will leave downtown Nashville and say, man, I was on my way to the club and ran into this girl that helped me know Jesus. I'm going to go back to church because of that. You know? So, what are we doing? What are we creating that's going to have people encountering Jesus? How does your life create an opportunity for someone to know him? How does your life create an experience where Others can encounter him supernaturally. You know, I was working for, um, many of you know, if you know me, I was working for Candace Owens's Blexit organization. And, you know, we had these initiatives every month of the year. And the whole purpose of those initiatives were for us to create events that would allow people to encounter who we really, really are as Americans. And so while that was my assignment because of where I worked and what I was doing, I don't think of myself as American first. I understand where I come from. Just like Jesus said, the Father has sent me here, and I know all about him, for I have come from from his presence. That's my life's motto. Wherever I go, wherever the soles of my feet tread, I just declare the Father sent me here. 
Father has sent me here. So even when I was a part of Blexit, I knew that I had a kingdom agenda before a Blexit agenda. Okay? And so even though I was doing what I was supposed to do, creating events, people would encounter Blexit, people would encounter our organization and really understand our fight and what we believed. People also walked away feeling a little bit closer to God because I was so intentional while we were fulfilling our duties for the organization. I was intentional about the way I treated people at those events. I was intentional about the way I loved on people. And even when I sang the national anthem, for those events, I would randomly get a person. I mean, sometimes it was like three or four people at a time. I just remember this one specific time I finished singing the national anthem, the event was over, and this lady walks up to me and says, girl, I'm not even a Christian. I, I don't believe in none of that, but I'm pretty sure God walked in here when you sang the national anthem. And that is what we as believers should be hearing. Something happened when you sang. Something happened when you walked into the room. God showed up. I felt like God showed up. How can somebody who doesn't believe in God know that it was even him who showed up? It was because of what I came with, the revelation that I came with and the revelation that I sang from. See, whenever we create, we have to create from a revelation of who we are in Christ. We have to create opportunities for people to know him based on the revelation that we have of him. So it doesn't matter that I was singing the national anthem. What matters is what mattered at that time was that I obeyed and and I understood. I declared even before I sang the song, I declared, "Lord, use me for your glory." I know this is just a national anthem. But I want people to hear you. And when they see me, I want them to see you. And I will, I kid you not, I have heard it time and time again. Candace Owens herself said, God has anointed your voice. People have said, and this is not me bragging. This is me telling you that creating with God and creating from a place of your revelation of him creates opportunities for other people to feel him, experience him, encounter him, and to know him. That's the whole point of me sharing that with you. So I don't look for compliments like, oh, girl, you did that. Well, that's nice. But those moments where people say, I felt God, it was like I heard God. It was like God walked in the room. When I get those Type that type of feedback, then I know I did my job. I don't want to just sound good. When you create something, you don't want your creation to just look good, feel good, sound good. No, that's not what you want, especially not as a believer. Especially not as a believer. 
So I'll ask you again, how does your life create an opportunity for someone to know Jesus? How does your life create an experience where one can encounter him? I'll close with this. Write the book. Start the business. Apply for the promotion. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Visit a widow. Adopt an orphan. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. pray for you. Lord, help us to see ourselves the way you see us so that we, like Jesus, can boldly and confidently live in a way that creates opportunity for people around us to know you, to feel you, to see you and encounter you. Today, Lord, we just release fear low self-esteem, intimidation, pride, all of these things that hinder our creative flow and our ability to receive from you so that we can share with others. We lay these things down now and we receive your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to this podcast today who's thinking I never just wanted to know Jesus until now I wonder what it would be like to actually know Jesus well I'm creating an opportunity right now for you to do that the Bible says and this is one of my favorite scriptures John 10 10 Jesus is showing us the difference between himself and Satan. And he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm pretty sure you've experienced something stolen from you. Maybe even someone stolen from you. I'm pretty sure your dreams have been killed. And I'm pretty sure opportunities have been destroyed. That didn't come from God. God was not punishing you. Because of a sin you committed. God is not mad at you. He's not angry. That did not come from him. Because right after Jesus tells us that, he says, But I came so that you can have life and have it abundantly. I'm here to tell you that I have experienced that life. I know what that abundant life looks like, feels like. I know what kind of opportunities come after receiving that life that Jesus died for you to have and I want you to know that so if you would just take some time out today and repeat after me Jesus I recognize my need for you I want to know you I believe in my heart that you died for my sins 
that God raised you from the dead and that I can have life abundantly. And I confess today that you are Lord and you are Lord of my life. I confess today that you are my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. And just like that, welcome to the kingdom of God. Today is the first day of the best days of your new life. If you're blessed by this podcast, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and also share with others. You can go ahead and visit YouTube and subscribe now to be the first to know when I make my YouTube debut. For all other inquiries, or if you'd like for me to sing or speak at your event, even if you'd like for me to join you on your podcast, visit www.rakitaharper.com. And as always, friends, be encouraged, be empowered, be inspired, but most importantly, be unconventional.